Guys are troublemakers, man. How's that? <laughs> Ew. I'm sorry. That was my protein shake this morning. Uh, you That's and nice. DJ Andy. Why? What? what? You blackballing Nicki Minaj and uh, Angela Yee out in people with daddies. She playing Maury on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> you are the father. <laughs> Listen, the man, I follow him on Instagram. He posts 21 Savage all the time. My son. This is my son. Me and my what son. What does my son have to do with this? Shut Nothing. Up. I'm my like, it's <laughs> not a secret. It has nothing to do with why he was picked up by ICE. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah, man. Salute to my guy, 21 Savage. I've never seen so many stupid kids. Like, they don't even understand. You've never seen that many stupid kids and you got the internet? Because I guess I don't normally be in the midst of all that. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. They were mad at you yesterday, ye. Man, not as mad as the barbs were at you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she got a point there. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> but I feel she like, got a point I, feel like I, got, I got shot twice in the same spot. Like, Talk we, to me. Talk we, to we me. We already had that discussion a couple, like six months ago. It was the same discussion. Well, listen. They were mad at the same thing. <laughs> the thing about the internet, right? We uh, all know the type of uh, logs that make the internet burn, right? Correct. We know the type of things we can throw on the fire of the internet and make it burn. And you blackballing Nicki Minaj is going to always be one of those things that make it burn. But, but how can I blackball Nicki Minaj by not playing her record? Like, I, That's true. It is a beige ball. If it's just Envy not playing <laughs> it, it's a beige ball. <laughs> it's not a black ball. But I said, I mean, this was something that we spoke about six months ago. She said whatever she said about Well, some self, people didn't hear it then. You know, it was all over the place last time. <laughs> so, you know, they squashed it out. So I said, all right, we're good. Oh I have no gosh. problem. I respect your stance. I also think it's whack, but I respect it. Why do you think it's whack? Because I just play on both sides of the fence. No. So, uh. He don't want no drama. No. I mean, <laughs> He's like, for once in my life, I'm not the one that people are coming for. It is what it is. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's just playing both sides of the fence. Going my guy, you know, it, it is. I, I hope y'all would, yeah, y'all wouldn't. But anyway, but, but that's what it is. Shout it was to funny yourself. to me that I was laughing at everything yesterday. I was like, yo, people are so stupid. No, nah, but you know, the funny thing is I was in Atlanta, so I didn't really catch it until I landed. Oh, that's the best, ain't it? And when I landed, my phone was on fire. That's why I, listen, that's why I deleted Twitter off my phone. I don't have Twitter on my phone, Snapchat. The only thing I got on my phone is Instagram. Because Twitter's the only thing that's on fire. No, no, no. Not when the barbs chase you. I mean, on Instagram, if you look at your comments, but yeah. you don't have to look at your comments on yeah. Instagram. I mean, I didn't care. It was funny. Some of them were hilarious. I love it. The barbs are... <laughs> I was reading them. Oh, man. They called me all types of names yesterday. Names. I... I I texted Charlamagne one of the names to see what he would say. I said, Charlamagne, what did they call you? I just been called this. Charlamagne didn't even reply. The, the racial slur? What racial slur? I mean, not the racial slur, the gay slur. The gay slur. Oh, they, whoa. They that People still use maggot. that. They yep. called me that, like, how many times? Uh, enough. <laughs> enough. I was like, jeesh. I kind of agreed with him, though, so I didn't really, like, What, you know. what? What you agree with? <laughs> what, what you agree with? What did they say what? Huh? Uh, they say what? Um, what did they say what? I think you're wrong for blackballing her. 
And they're like so happy now. They're like, Charlemagne is a barb again. Charlemagne back being a barb. Nikki, my peoples. I like Nikki. I've never not. Listen, I don't think you dislike Nikki either. No, I did. I didn't. I never disliked her. I, I disliked some of her ways. I never disliked her. I did. I, I did uh, some of the ways she was moving. I didn't like, but uh, you know, she's good, and you know, people make mistakes and they do things, and she's good. So as long as she's you good, you gonna get some bars. I, I feel some. It, I feel some bars it don't, coming. Nah, <laughs> it, no, it don't even matter. I mean, she knows how I felt about self and. I, this wasn't the first time oh, I stood up for. Oh, that's sweet. It wasn't the first time I stood up for a DJ. <laughs> and this how, yo, listen, by the way, it's not a wild, crazy, close to Valentine's Day. You know how she I feel about She knows how I feel about <laughs> Nah. It's the truth. That's how I feel about my DJs. Like, As you know, should. Yeah. Nobody going to stand up for my DJs. I'm going to stand up for the DJs, you know, because our artists will put the pressure on a DJ faster than they'll put the pressure on a music director, faster than they'll put the pressure on a, on program, a, a director, program director, operations manager, operations manager the, CEO of a label. The, CEO of a label. the, the owner of iHeart. The first thing they'll do is come to a DJ, and I'm like, that's that's crazy. That's fat. I don't, you know. But that's because that DJ. DJs are closer to the street, though. You know what I'm saying? So they're a little more accessible, easier to touch. That and the fact that they know you and personally. They know you, yeah, yeah. They know you know personally. You. Yeah, they know us personally. But you know, I just didn't like it. I stood up for a bunch of DJs. I did it for Clue before. I did it for Cipher Sounds before. I did it for a lot of DJs. Are people standing up for you too? I don't ask anybody to. I don't necessarily care. Listen, we I don't, listen, don't. Listen, that's what we need to do. <laughs> We need to keep all female beef at a minimum in hip hop, so you and Nikki need to squash it immediately. <laughs> I don't have no problem with Nikki. That's the whole thing. How about you're not a female, Envy? Is that not the bigger picture here? Oh, that. <laughs> that, um, that too. How about that? that you're too. not a woman. That too. That too. Okay, as much as you want to be. That too. Now, you know this is the most righteous ratchet morning show <laughs> on the planet, so we always have a healthy balance of the nonsense that we're discussing now. Mm -hmm. But we also have 2020 presidential candidate Cory Booker on. Who's he beefing with? <laughs> uh, nobody that I know of. Oh, okay. Donald Trump. All right, yeah. He did have beef. a whole documentary about beef before, though. He did. Did he? Yeah, Street Fight, when he was running for mayor of Newark. Oh. You don't remember that with Sharp James? That. that was an no. award-winning documentary. Mm -mm. Oh, I think I did see that back yeah. in the day. It was a really tough campaign. Yeah, he actually yeah, ended up yeah, losing yeah, that yeah, election, yeah, yeah. but they documented the whole process of it, really? and it was dirty. Well, Shaw James was beloved in Newark, so yeah. flew to him. I, but, I always wanted to know why people in Newark really didn't take to Cory Booker. Like, that's like because he was from the suburbs at first, and then he moved to Newark. So you know how it is when they look at you as like an outsider coming was, into Newark. They kind of did, though. It I was think a little, it was more than that. It was a mixture of both, though. Some people mm -hmm. liked him, some people didn't. Yeah, but that was, and, and so he has been living in Newark, you know, since then. So we'll talk to him later, find out all about that. Mm-hmm. All right, and we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we are going to be talking about the Super Bowl. How were the numbers on the Super Bowl? Well, uh, we'll give you that breakdown. It's not too bright. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Hey, yo, hot ho. You done? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get some front-page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, rest in peace to Young and the Restless star Christoph St. John. He was found dead. He was 52 years old. They said just last week he was treated for depression, and he also had gotten engaged five months ago. His fiance Damn. Uh, posted, how did it happen? How? Why did you leave so early mm -mm. and left me all alone? You know, he's been on, um, he was on the Cosby show. And he played the vegan, the, the vegetarian, not vegan, uh, boyfriend. And he also played on The Young and the Restless since 1991. He got nine Daytime Emmy Award nominations and won 10 NAACP Image Awards. Did you check on your grandma yesterday? Did you check on your old auntie and make sure that she okay? Was he okay? the, um, 
I don't, I don't know if that was him. He was in the um. Was he in the Amon episode? He wasn't in that episode, right? Oh, Cosby Show. Yeah, he wasn't the boyfriend in that one, right? I don't remember. But he also has played on a lot of different things, like Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah, he played on Martin, A Different World. Your grandma know him from Young and the Restless. Day. Absolutely. Your grandma's devastated this morning hearing this news. Oh, your mama. Now they also lost. He also lost his son Julian uh, back in 2014. Uh, his son took his own life. So there's Damn. yeah. Just, I guess, dealing with depression ever Depression since ain't no joke, bro. Some people have extreme highs and extreme lows. I'm one of them. I'm having an extreme high this morning, though. I woke up listening to uh, Guy and Mary J. Blige. Ooh, then transitioned into uh, Notorious B.I.G. for whatever reason. I was listening to Bobby Brown this morning on my way to work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was. That new Jack Swing will get you in that mood All right, now, morning. Charlotte Roos, this is going to be upsetting to you. They have filed for bankruptcy. Charlotte Roos? Charlotte, really? I know you're a big fan of what Charlotte Roos. Char- I grew up on Charlotte's Roos. That's yeah. a food? Uh, Not Charlotte's Roos. It's, it's Charlotte Roos. It's Charlotte's Roos was fashion over before fashion over. Yes, they filed for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. They are going to close 94 stores. So they said basically they had too much debt. Their brick and mortar presence was actually a burden for them. So they are planning to hopefully emerge from this bankruptcy, get a new owner, and have a lighter balance. Why don't, why don't they just follow the Fashion Nova model and go e-commerce? Like, just I'm do sure they will. That's online. why they're closing down some stores. Is it like Forever 21? Um, kind of, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. a little okay. bit better than Forever 21, I would say. You know, I Really? Forever for, 21 is popping. It is it only females clothes? Yes, Charlotte Roots only sells female clothes. I mean, I, I, I grew up in, yes, I grew up in South Carolina. My wife used to be in Charlotte's Roots a lot. Okay. Forever 21 men's does really well, too. Charlotte's Roots is better than Rainbow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the Super Bowl had the lowest uh, viewers since 2008. So that's uh, just an update for you as far as how many people were watching the Super Bowl. And it's the historically lowest scoring game, but it's also one of the lowest View well, it's, it's, been decli- it's been declining in ratings the past seven years. That's probably because there's so many other ways to watch TV. Right. Because mm-hmm. it was watched by 100.7 million across all the network's platforms. Right. And, and, so, the and that's that people all are, the digital properties for the NFL and everything. Yeah, and the fact that people are boycotting and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's a lot of different ways to watch the Super Bowl other than television. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us right now. We'll get you on the air. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. You don't need snow to have an adult snow day. Head to eBay this winter and make the most of your money shopping eBay deals with our best price guarantee. Plus, free shipping on millions of items. If it's happening on your adult snow day, it's happening on eBay. The Breakfast Club. Get it, pick up the mother, mother phone and die. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? This is Dustin out of Fort Wayne. What's going on? Happy Tuesday, y'all. All right, what's up, Dustin? Happy Tuesday, bro. Get it off your chest. All right, man. I'm just going to give some positive advice to the most beautiful and smartest woman that I know. Her name is Ashley. That's my wife. She's the most awesome mother and everything in the world, man. I love that. I know, man. She is awesome. Shut up. Shut up. Hey, every morning I wake up next to her, man, I wake up with a smile. There's nothing to be mad at. Same here, bro. I, I ain't mad at you, Phyllis. You don't wake up next to his wife with a smile. Shut up. <laughs> he meant his wife. What did you mean his wife? I'm he was trying wife. to be funny. Ass. Hello, who's this? <laughs> oh, hi. This is Stephanie calling from Cleveland. How are y'all today? Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie from Cleveland. Um, oh, thank you for coming to Cleveland with iHeart and the new station. I appreciate that. I've been yeah. listening to y'all on the app on my phone for a long time. Yeah, y'all thank need you. something since LeBron left again. Oh, stop it. We have a lot. Don't do that. Yeah. So, but I wanted to say, I'm, I love you, Charlamagne, but I'm a little mad at you right now because... Um, yesterday, you were very hypocritical in the way that you went at Demi Lovato. 
obviously those memes were funny. Like, people were just joking about the fact that they didn't know he was from the UK. But you also said when Angela Yee first reported about um, Bow Wow, you were like, oh, he looked like he got attacked by somebody who was screaming MAGA world. So that wasn't funny either. I wasn't trying to be funny. He really did look like he got attacked by MAGA supporters. How are you going to make fun? But that is a real-life situation for Jesse Smollett, and then you're going to get so mad at Demi Lovato. That's not cool. Oh, Jesse Smollett's not the only person that MAGA supporters have attacked of course, but it's still not cool to make light of that situation. Let her just be mad at you for something right. you did, okay? Okay. Just take that. I mean, Jesse did okay. call himself the gay Tupac, though. That was kind of funny. That was, and that's cool. I want to say also, thank you so much for your books. I was recently diagnosed with um, anxiety and depression. I started taking medicine, and it's been great. So she's happy and mad at you at the same time. And baby, that's, that's, yeah. the kind, that's the kind of people I love. I love people <laughs> like you because I know your emotions are real. So I appreciate you being mad at me and appreciate the love. And I know that the madness is coming from a, a genuine place, and you want me to do better. I do. I'm so proud of you. I've been listening forever, so I'm really proud. You're doing good. Thank you very Take much. Care. Yeah, this is G from the Brick City. Oh, boy. What's up, G from the Bricks, man? We ain't here from you in a long time. We, got, we thought you got locked up, bro. Oh, you saying that because I'm black. If I was white, you would have thought I was on vacation somewhere. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah, man, I got to get off my fact that the fact that Jesse Smollett is out here saying that he's the new gay Tupac. I mean, I'm offended at this. And then he also got the nerve to say that it's time for black people to start being more black and more gay. I mean, what type of narcotic is this man on? And he said this all during Black History Month. I'm pissed off. So are you telling me that you would not love a gay Tupac? Can you imagine? Imagine what Keep Your Head Up would have been about if he was gay. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely not. You wouldn't say some sucking <laughs> like that, Charlie, man. That's just a cornball in you. So you telling me you wouldn't want to hear I get around from a gay Tupac? My goodness. Absolutely not. I don't want to hear I get around from nobody gay. What about ambitions as a rider from a gay Tupac? Oh, oh. man. Come on. You losing <laughs> your mind now, Charlie, man. I knew you was fruity. You can't hide it no more. We oh, all my know gosh. That. All hey, right. Hey. All right, guys. That's enough. Go ahead. Would gay Tupac have a nose ring? <laughs> You didn't do the hit him up. You didn't do the hit him up. Come on. You were supposed to do the hit him up. Hey, hey, how would gay Tupac look laying in, laying in the tub covered in jewelry? Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, oh, man. IG, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We have a, a one in a million call right now. We have Kayla on the line. Kayla, good morning. Hi, Kayla. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, hey, Charlemagne. Hi, Yee. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Envy. Hey, now you calling for Charlemagne. You have a huge crush on Charlemagne? Yes, I do. I actually called wow. last year and was the one like, Charlemagne, you got me hot. I'm from Brunswick, Georgia, and I'm trying to find you. No disrespect to your wife. Yeah, I got that through. Oh, my God. I'm the Well, I'm happy that you got great taste, baby. No, she oh, doesn't. Oh, thank you. So what other fetishes do you have? <laughs> um, <laughs> what other weird fe sexual fetishes, <laughs> do you weird have? fetishes do you have? Um, I mean, I just want to say that he is really sexy. Like, mm. he has a demeanor to where he'll look at you like, I'll f*** the sh out you. Like, oh, my gosh. Around, Whoa. He be walking like, no, for real, y'all. He walk around like he has a uh, an aura of good 
Right. He's like a well, sexy um, mad ball. You well, ever seen mad balls? Charlamagne. Yeah, Charlamagne. Yes. Charlemagne. He just has this, this presence. And then he dark skin. Like dark skin, man. Sorry, Envy. You already know you're going to leave satisfied. Like you don't oh, even boy. have to think twice. My bad, DJ Envy. Y'all, you know what I'm You can have Charlamagne. So, I ain't jealous. Are you saying that I got big d- energy, Kayla? No, it's not about the size. No. Uh, oh, like, well. You just look like you'll grab a woman close and put it on her. And then she'll be like chasing you and sh- Mm, like, chasing you? Mm. Okay. Like, I don't chase, though. I don't chase. My grandma got money, so I don't chase. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Charlamagne likes What's things that? in the butt. Would, no. would, you, would you mind Stop that? Stop it. <laughs> uh, no, I've never f***ed in the butt. I'm 28 years old, I'm and I've never butt. in the butt. And I will never. It's too I'm early for this, Cindy. I'm in his butt. We haven't even had his breakfast butt. yet. Could you stop? Huh? Nothing. We're talking to Envy. No. His butt. Kayla, we well, love I, you, Kayla. Kayla, I hope y'all run into each other one day, no, man. No, you don't. I really do. I'm married. Yes, I Happily. do hope so. No disrespect to your wife, but what's Well, this is all very disrespectful to his all wife. Right. Okay, I'm Kayla. happily married, but thank you, Kayla. I appreciate you appreciating me. Kayla, hold on. I'm going to give you his number, all right? Yes, you should be appreciated. I don't want his number. That's disrespectful. But just know, Charlemagne, <laughs> Kayla Aubrey L. Leggett is so trying to get to you. I live in Brunswick, Georgia. All right. Somebody by St. Simon's Island. You know, okay. You got money down here. Me. She, she, got know, money. she knows how to come. She ain't never say how she looks. She just said, I got money. Oh, I'm beautiful. She know you're a I'm beautiful. I am brown skinned. I'm 4'11. I'm thick. I'm mm. shaped like a Coke bottle. Like the one back in the day. Like <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, anyway, I have the crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. and eyes. And I'm telling you, I'm the shit. Thank and you, if Kayla. you see me, there will be no more wife. That so is not true. Whoa, come on now. You cannot. Wow. They Thank have you. three children together, Thank okay? Thank you, Kayla. We appreciate Don't you. break up a happy home. Children don't keep no man. Thank you, Woo! Kayla. Damn, Kayla. All right, Kayla. Have a blessed day. We appreciate you. Thank you for calling. Kayla is ruthless. Yes, all right. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, gosh, <laughs> I was on an extreme high this morning. I'm in an extreme <laughs> higher right now. Wow. Okay. You know she led with, I got money. Because she know you a bird. Yeah. Well, listen. I'm surprised you didn't ask her net worth. Yeah, right. Listen, I'm just happy to be here. Thank you, Kayla, for appreciating me. Oh, All right. Flattery will get you everywhere. You don't have no BDE, though. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> we got rumors on the true. way. Oh, man. We'll give you an update on 21 Savage and Ice and what's happening with him because he did apply to stay in the country a couple of years ago. So we'll tell you what it is. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk 21 Savage. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. So let's delve into what's happening with 21 Savage with this whole visa situation. Now, according to 21 Savage's lawyer, they're saying that what might have triggered his arrest was his visa application. He actually made a move to become a legal resident, and that's what may have caused them to investigate the application. They did a background check, which uh, revealed that he was born in the U.K., came to the U.S. legally in 2005. He did have his visa, but it expired the next year, and he's been here illegally ever since. According to his lawyer, this has happened to so many people it's not through any fault of his own because he was a child mm-hmm. when this happened now according to his lawyer he was trying to apply for a U visa back in 2017 and that's a visa that's a form of a relief for people who have been here illegally for 10 years or longer who have a qualifying U.S. relative living here he has three kids who were born here so that would qualify him to be able to remain here uh, legally 
Now, they did try to bring up this felony conviction. Ice brought that up, but his lawyer saying that was expunged, so yep. that shouldn't even be an issue for him. And 21 been there since he was five years old. That's so crazy. He's been there since he was five years old. Right, so the, according Mm-mm-mm. to his attorney, ICE is trying to unnecessarily punish him. And the visa that he applied for also is can be also based on him being a victim of a crime. He was shot during a 2013 incident where his best friend was murdered, and that affected him physically and mentally severely. So he goes on to say that being a crime victim also puts him in a position for being here permanently. Salute to my guy, 21, man. He's a great guy, and um, I think 21 is going to end up being... Uh face of this whole illegal immigrant deportation thing the way Meek Mill is the face of prison reform because sometimes things happen to you so God can work through you right. I think that 21 is going to end up being a, a, a good voice for this, this situation I, I hope, definitely he, needs yeah, I hope he's okay absolutely now his mom posted it's a damn shame when we live in a world where people thrive off and feed negative energy laugh at others who are going through real life challenges fighting for their lives and freedom sick of it however in the end people will see this too shall come to pass Free 21 Savage. I wonder if they're using this to, like, nail 21 on other things, though. Because this all just seems so random to pick him up for this situation. But he's been out the street for a couple of years now, so I, I know, that shouldn't be an issue. I, I agree with that, but, you know, sometimes these people be having access to grind because of old stuff. They hate to see those those guys who may have been a certain way in the street actually change their life so, and evolve into you. something so, else. So can't get him for that, but we'll get him for tax yeah, evasion. Uh, yeah. Or so something like that. Let's, he's not really supposed to be here. Let's see if we can stick this on him. Right. All right. Now, his team uh, said all the love is appreciated, but money is last of our worries. Awareness and support is what we need. P, a real one for speaking up. He's talking about P from quality control. Be vocal. This is an issue a lot of people go through that you may never know, and God forbid they have to go through. Salute to my guy, Measy. And I'm going to tell you something, man. All of these people that's, uh, you know, running for president, the Kamala Harris's of the world and the Cory Booker's, like the same way they talked about the Jesse Smollett situation in regards to hate crimes, this is the time to talk about this 21 Savage situation in regards to illegal immigrants. And the treatment, and, that the bad treatment that they're receiving. Right. And that's something that we've been seeing, you know, even before 21 Savage, just uh, with Donald Trump trying to shut down the border, yep. also trying to get rid of uh, DACA and everything. So that's something that has been an issue yeah. ongoing that we should pay attention to. Y'all want to be cool and y'all want to look like y'all connected to the culture? Y'all need to reach out it's and help to my guy, 21. Yeah, there's something to get behind. Okay. All right, now for everybody excited for Atlanta season three, they're saying that may not come in 2019. It may not come out this year, but it is currently being written, so we don't know if it's going to happen this year, but they are at least working. So, you know, uh, people have been posting footage of uh, different things right now, and I'm excited for Atlanta. It's one of my favorite shows. I don't want them to rush it. I like it when it's like a year or two in between the shows. That lets me know that Man, you really I do want it back, in. though. I do want it back. Yeah, Certain shows, I don't, like, I need Insecure back. I need Atlanta back. Sometimes it messes up that, that momentum. Not People like to see it all the time and forget about it. Take your time. I miss it. Certain shows, I'm like, when is Power coming back? When is this show coming back? Anything worth worth it is worth the wait. All right, now, CeeLo Green has apologized. We told you about his post. Uh, big boy, yo, big, we riding with you, fam. Do that-ish. F these so-called protesters. You just got 100 million worth of press. I'll kill for you. And that's because people were criticizing big boy for performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, but CeeLo is riding for his guy. And Tamika Mallory got on his Tamika ass. Mallory she sure, sure did. did. She it said, absolutely. really, CeeLo? F us, huh? Just want to make sure you all see how some of the artists we love really feel about mothers and fathers who have lost their children and people on the front line. Also, someone called TV One and asked them what there is to like about this post. I've been outside of jail for two days in the cold trying to help detainees get food, hot water, and lights. I'm on some other ish today. Y'all don't want it with me. Well, CeeLo has since apologized. He said, I'd like to address what has become a large <laughs> misunderstanding. 
And I hope you will receive this post as clarity, closure, and most important, an apology. I posted yesterday, excited in the heat of the moment and spirit of triumph in support of my fellow Atlantan teammate and brother, Big Boy. My post is speaking exclusively to him and about those who are opposed to him performing. I would never disrespect or devalue the stance or the severity of why it has been a call to arms as far as our living situation here in America. So he did apologize to those who he offended. Yeah, CeeLo, I, I love CeeLo, but he was bugging. You know, you don't have to say F to so-called protesters because you got to realize there's people out here fighting for you even right. when you don't know it and you never know when you're going to be in that situation and need those same people the Tamika Mallory's and the Mysons and the Linda Sarsors and the Common Presidents to come ride for you you but, never know now let's see if he has a response to Peter because Peter went at Big Boy uh, hey Big Boy the way you move is horrifying when animals have to die for your outfit so they didn't like that fur that he had on during the performance. But in other news, Big Boy has announced a Dungeon Family Reunion Tour. So that's going to be happening. He'll be on tour with Goody Mob, Sleepy Brown, Organized Noise, and KP the Green. I'm definitely here to see that. I'm not, and I'm not sticking up for Peter because Peter ain't never been in negative degree temperatures, clearly. Because them furs You can wear something else. You don't have to wear fur. I know. You ain't talking. You don't bacon. have to. Bacon? <laughs> turkey bacon. I don't even eat turkey, turkey bacon. Still an animal. I don't eat that anymore. Do you eat animals? Nope. I stopped. I told uh, you I was being a vegetarian. Now what? I mean, if you okay, some shit got gotta be leather. One of them shoes gotta have a little bit of leather somehow, somewhere. Angela was a vegetarian. I told you I've been working on it, and uh, so yeah, okay. that's been the goal. I eat animals. I eat things with faces. Sorry, Peter. We know. We heard. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that is your rumor report. And by the way, since you brought up bacon, um, it is Chinese New Year today. And it is the year of the pig. So happy Chinese New Year. Gong hei fai choi. You can't shout out pigs after you say you don't eat pork. It's the year of the pig. It's just oh. Chinese New Year. All right. And shout out to Revolt. <laughs> this is our thousandth uh, episode. Our thousandth really episode. Salute to all the pigs at Revolt. Episode. <laughs> uh, you can't even make a shout out there, man. We got front page news next year. What are we talking about? Um, I mean, we are going to talk about um, the Super Bowl and their historically low numbers. And we'll tell you who has commented on what they did as far as watching the Super Bowl. Or should I say not watching? All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, Bennett College. We talked about the all-female historically black college that might have to shut down. They did surpass their goal of raising five million dollars to help them stay open, and they actually raised eight point two million dollars. So they still have to undergo a formal appeal to make sure everything is good to go. But fortunately, they have surpassed that goal. Now, why, why, why was it shut down? Was it bad financing, bad management, or was it low admissions? Do we know? Well, they did have to fundraise to raise that money, and that became a community-wide effort. So I don't know if it was bad, you know, but maybe people, alumni, weren't giving back the way that they should. You know, I can't tell you exactly hmm. what happened. Well, but- well dropping the clues bombs for Bennett College. They, um, they didn't have their goal as of Friday. And Friday was the last day, so they must have raised that, like, last $4 million this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, salute to Bennett College. So that's dope, and salute to everybody that actually supported. I gave, I gave a couple of dollars. Mm. All right, now, Super Bowl viewership has fallen to its lowest since 2008 uh, with the New England Pat- Patriots win over the Rams, and uh, some people clearly were not watching the game. Here's what Al Sharpton had to say to Baller Alert. I didn't watch it. I took a knee and uh, did other things until... Kaepernick is rehired somewhere and is not blackballed in the NFL. I was not going to watch the Super Bowl. All right. Now, that number of 100.7 million total audience comes when you add up everything. So if you watch it on the network, on Interactive, on NFL Digital Properties, Verizon Media Mobile Properties, uh, all other kinds of digital properties, that's all those numbers put together. Are, are we boycotting 
the NFL because they blackballed Colin Kaepernick or because the NFL is a racist organization. If it's because it's a racist organization, then Colin shouldn't want to play in a racist organization and we shouldn't watch. So even if Colin gets a job, doesn't mean that the NFL is any less racist. Yeah, what's the goal? I don't understand. Like I said a long time ago, the more powerful message would be for Colin to say the NFL doesn't care about the police brutality that black and brown people face at the hands of the police and they blackballed me for standing up for my community. That would make a lot more people give the NFL the middle finger. Like, you can't be silent See, and expect I, everyone to boycott when we don't even know why we are really boycotting. I get you what you're saying, but there's a lot of athletes that play in the NFL that feed their families from that as well. So it's, it's kind of like, do I not support them because they're still trying to make some money, to, some coin to feed their families? And do I, I say on this side, I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, it's... I'm, it's, it's People have hometown heroes, family members, everybody. I'm not mad at anybody that watched the NFL. I still watch the NFL from time to time. I just think that Colin needs to have a message. I'm with Cap, but what are we (laughs) What am I with? (laughs) Yeah, because he he took a knee because he was protesting the injustice that black and brown people face at the hands of the police. So I thought them blackballing him because of that is why everybody was giving the NFL the middle finger. So if they get if he gets rehired, that doesn't go away. No, and why would you want to work for a racist organization? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, why would you want to work for an organization that is right. giving the middle finger to black and brown people and the injustice that we face? But we have to get police? more on this and I, figure I, this out. I just think Colin needs a message. Like I said, I'm with Cap, but what do we know? And tonight is the State of the Union, by the way. Are you guys going to watch Donald Trump's annual State of the Union address? I wouldn't miss that stand-up special for the world. Best stand-up, best stand-up comedian going today, Donald Trump. Man, I got my book club with Devon Franklin tonight, so I won't be home to watch it. But I'm sure I'll catch a lot of it. Digitally. Mm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back. Speaking of Donald Trump, one of his arch enemies. Oh, I was like, whoa. Well, I don't know. He's not really his arch enemy, but he's going to be one of his uh, main competitors. That's right. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker will be joining us. 2020 Mm -hmm. presidential candidate Cory Booker. That's right. Former mayor of Newark. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk to him when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Tonight at 9, 8 Central on BET, American Soul, the untold story of Soul Train. From the producers of the new edition story, One Man Ignites a Black Cultural Revolution. Sing Qua Walls is Don Cornelius. American Soul series premiere tonight at 9, 8 Central on BET. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. I don't know where Envy's at. I guess he's on the way back from Atlanta. But we have a man I'm uh, very interested in talking to. He's running for president in 2020. Senator Cory Booker is here. It's good to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, man. It's good to be here. You know I'm a a fan and appreciate you uh, keeping the tradition going of uh, black radio, which has always been about informing, inspiring, challenging as well as entertaining. Now, let's talk about this because you did announce that you were running on the first day of Black History Month. Yes. And people were speculating that you would announce it at some point. So what made you decide finally, okay, this is the year I'm going to do it? For me right now, we're at a point in our country where folks are starting to lose faith in this nation's ability to work for them. People feeling left out, left behind. And I, I think a lot of folks are starting to think the forces tearing us apart are stronger than that what holds us together. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't believe that. I think it's time that we get back to bringing people together to focus on injustice, to focus on uh, a social justice and, and advancing the idea of America for more people. Donald Trump told Face the Nation that you don't stand a chance. Why doesn't he believe in you? Well, I don't think there's a person. I don't think there's a person. <laughs> there is not a person who's listened to my voice right now who has not been underestimated, put down, doubted, and overcome anyway. And so this is who Donald Trump is. You know, 
I'm going to show that the power of the people is greater than the person in power. And if you believe that and believe in me, especially somebody coming the pathway that I've come, only 21 people in American history have gone from being a mayor of a city to being in the United States Senate. Mm -hmm. I'm the fourth popularly elected African-American in the history of our country to the United States Senate. We, we have a history as a country of doing things other people said couldn't be done. And if you're one of those believers, it's time for us as America to start doing impossible things again, then support my campaign. Show, show them. Go to CoreyBooker.com. Give a dollar, two dollars, because we're going to show that the people, we can do this. Does Cory Booker have a specific agenda for black people? And if, and if so, what is it? Look, man, I, 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 as an African-American, mm -hmm. you know, as a black person, so much of the, the, the realities for all Americans, if you look at the, the lens of African-Americans, uh, they've, they've been in many ways the conscience of this country from its founding. When we said we were going to be a nation of liberty and justice for all, the African-American experience challenged the inadequacy of those words when it meant reality. And so right now, you pick an issue mm -hmm. from maternal mortality rates to incarceration, the broken criminal justice system, to access to health care, uh, you see African-Americans having worse outcomes. And you address the issues of Americans, power African-Americans, the, the very promise of America becomes real. And let me give you an example of this. Uh, one of the main reasons, I didn't shy away from this. My pollsters told me it wasn't a, a big issue on the minds of New Jerseyans, but I ran telling people I was going to Washington to do something about mass incarceration. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, it's not a big issue, but, but we came down there and for years, I've been a senator for over five years, I worked, 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 and just last Congress, we finally got a bill done. Now, it doesn't solve the problem, but it's the first time in our lifetime, mm -hmm. after the prison population going up 500%, uh, finally we have legislation that we, I was able to get done with people on the other side of the aisle that starts tearing down the institution of mass incarceration. So, so much of my life is about where I live. I'm the only United States senator who lives in inner city community, black and brown community, below the poverty line. By you know, choice. By choice. So you have a specific agenda for these black people. I have a specific agenda for, for the American people, which... which Includes uh, uplifting black people. Yeah, but, but, you know, but we, it's, it's, it's inseparable. Rising, they always say rising tide lift all boats. We don't really see that in our communities. Though. Well, let me give you an example. I, I have a bill that got a lot of attention called Baby Bonds. It's a fancy name for saying that every person born in America should have a, a, an account created for them. Thousands of dollars put in over time, thousand dollars a time, and at the end, if you are a low-income American, you have up to $50,000. And that addresses all Americans, but it actually helps the racial wealth gap in a significant way. So by addressing this problem with an idea of, uh, of creating savings accounts for every child born in America, it helps all children, but it dramatically helps uh, uh, African Americans as well. And I'll give you the last example of this is that criminal justice bill that I just did, uh, making the retroactive, that crack cocaine powder cocaine disparity fix, 90% of the people benefited from that are African-Americans gotcha. because the criminal justice system is biased towards African-Americans. So when you fix the system, you help poor white folks who get screwed by the system as well. But disproportionately, you're going to help those people that are most affected by an unjust criminal justice. How do you use gotcha. the model of Newark, right, and everything that you know about living in Newark and having worked in Newark? How are you using that model for some of the platforms that you have as far as running for president. So th this is the thing I'm, I, I, I'm proud of. You know, Newark is a city that was disregarded, disrespected, just plain dissed. Now Newark is going through its biggest economic development boom since the 1960s. Uh, the, one of the lowest unemployment rates we've seen in a long time. But more than this, from the supermarkets in the neighborhoods, the doubling of the affordable housing, to incredible increase in our education system. Right now Newark is ranked, uh, Washington University came out and studied the number one city in all of America 
for what's called beat-the-odd schools, high poverty yet high performance, schools that outperform the suburbs. And so Newark is in many ways a testimony to what we can achieve when we all come together. Now, we haven't solved all our problems in Newark, but in a very short time, we've made massive leaps and gains. And I'm tired of people that disrespect urban spaces, that put them down. And so for me, speaking to all of America now, I think this is a time where people are doubting what we can do as a country. They're beginning to believe we're at each other's throats. Uh, we can't get things done. And I'm saying we can address the unfinished business. You know, I was, I was watching the game, and look, when I play football, I played football in college, and I used to know when we were going to score a touchdown. When I started hearing the other huddle, the defensive huddle, start tearing each other down, yelling at each other, I'd look to my, my, my friends in the huddle, and I'd be like, we're about to score. Because that's where we are in America. We have all across this country this common pain. People are hurting. Republicans and Democrats putting aside their prescription drugs because they can't afford them. EpiPens going up hundreds of percent mm -hmm. uh, uh, because of this unjust gouging that's being done. People working full-time jobs in factory towns, uh, uh, farm communities, inner-city communities, and still need food stamps just to get by. We have all of this common pain, but we've lost a sense of common purpose in this country. We need to get back to calling this country together to achieve a greater justice for all. So you, you said you watched the Super Bowl, so you, you're not with Cap. I'm with Cap because people forget what he is. They make they want to make him the focus. I've talked yes. to the brother. He, he is a humble man. It is not about him. It is about the ongoing injustice in our country Yes. when it comes to the criminal justice system, when it comes to uh, uh, levels of police accountability. And so, uh, you know, we may disagree on tactics at times, but there's nobody uh, uh, that, uh, that, that can say that in terms of the commitment to the cause of trying to reform this broken criminal justice system, uh, I don't think there's folks, that many folks are more committed to that fight every single day uh, than I am. And it, it let my deeds speak for me, what I accomplished as mayor of Newark, reentry programs, changing our court system, the first drug courts, veteran courts, youth courts in the state of New Jersey, uh, and well, as well as some of the things I've gotten done uh, as United States Senate. All right, we got more with Cory Booker. He's running for president for 2020. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we have New Jersey Senator Cory Booker. He's running for president in the building. Charlamagne? You caught a lot of flack for giving bricks to the, the pharmaceutical industry. Can you explain that to the audience? You, you know, that, that's one of the more frustrating things to me, too, because my record speaks for itself. Uh, number one is when I was mayor of Newark, we were able to get programs to drive down prescription drug costs for our residents because it was outrageous that people were putting aside their, their, their prescription drugs. When I became a senator, I've written the legislation on importing drugs with Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Bob Casey. Uh, I'm one of the co-sponsors to hold pharmaceuticals companies, literally punish them if they raised uh, their, their pharmaceutical rates higher than other countries, because it's crazy that drugs developed in the United States are cheaper in places like Russia or, 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 or Western Europe than they are here at home. I've uh, sponsored the legislation to allow Medicare to, to negotiate costs. So if you look at the bills I've written, the bills I've sponsored, the programs I did when I was mayor of the Newark, it has been focused on tearing down uh, pharmaceutical prices. And the final thing is, I'm one of five senators, mm -hmm. only actually six now, out of the 100 senators that does not take corporate money. I will not take corporate PAC money. And in this presidential campaign, we're not taking the corporate PAC money. We're not taking lobbyist money. I'm not taking money from pharma executives. We're going to run this campaign the way campaigns should be run, uh, on, on the power of the people. And we can trust you to regulate these big pharmaceutical companies. Look at the bills I've sponsored. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and the work that I've done, we're going to regulate them. And, and frankly, uh, if I become president of the United States, we're going to push to be able to punish them. If they raise prices, we're going to make sure that we hold them accountable by taking away their patent exclusivity mm-hmm. if they raise their drugs in that way. So what are the greatest policy differences between, like, say, you and Bernie or you and Kamala? Look, I, I, I differentiate myself by what I stand for, which mm-hmm. is, to me, uh, I will always talk uh, about the urgency for us to revive a sense of civic grace. I was raised on this idea that we have got to create a more beloved community that focuses on injustice and addresses it. Um, now more than ever, we don't need to fight fire with fire. Um, uh, as King said so eloquently, darkness can't drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. And so, How do you it, drive out orange, though? <laughs> I know you can't rhyme anything with orange. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen some challenges to rappers trying to rhyme orange. <laughs> um, but, uh, but look, we can't be defined by what we are against. We've got to be defined by what we're for. Do you think uh, the attacks on Kamala's uh, record as a prosecutor, you think those are fair? Look, I think all of us should with you just asked me some tough questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think all of us you're running for president, people wanna Right. To, you have to, to expect that's you gonna expect happen. it's gonna happen. Let everybody's gonna have their record scrutinized and they need to be prepared to defend that. You got a guy in Virginia who's betrayed the public trust and thinks somehow they're entitled to this. No. If you wanna lead, you got the guy sh- in blackface? Governor Northam. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, that's not me, but it's on his page in his yearbook. I mean, we really got to get back to this understanding in America. We need each other. And you can't disrespect entire swaths of this country um, and, and think that you uh, deserve to lead. Well, racists have never thought they needed us because they didn't even look at us as whole people, three-fifths of a human being. So they never thought they needed Stokely us. Like Michael, them. Stokely Carmichael used to always say, constitute, constitute. I can only say three-fifths of the word. Oh. Yeah. And so, look, this country had these very imperfect geniuses that founded this nation. And they put ideas out there that were bigger than them. Mm -hmm. This idea of freedom and equality. But the real story of America is activists. Change doesn't come from Washington, it comes to Washington. And this is the best thing. I learned this from a woman on the fifth floor of the projects. I moved into some projects for almost a decade. And it was it was intolerable conditions. Why? Why did you do that? Because these were the folks that elected me. Yeah. When Miss Jones walked every single door in these projects, tell vote for Cory Booker. I'm a guy had been hadn't been in the city for two years. How'd your apartment look? Was it like in coming to America? Like it was in the <laughs> it was all decked out. Like, you had a water bed, water. a sauna. No, yeah. listen, man, I was I was. Uh, no hot water, battling mice and roach. Welcome uh, to have 16 flights of stairs. Yeah, it was rough. Mm-hmm. But here's this woman, she, Miss Jones, she worked at the prosecutor's office in Newark. She she made enough money not to live there. Her son was murdered in the lobby of the building I lived back in the 80s. And I used to say, why do you still stay here? And she goes, because I'm in charge of Homeland Security, she would often say. Now, she wasn't some secretary in the president's cabinet, but she knew that life, every day you have a choice to make, uh, is to accept things as they are, or to take responsibility for changing it. And so what she taught me is the most precious definition of hope I have ever heard. Hope isn't some kind of Pollyannish thing. Oh, things are going to get better. You know, I'm sorry. Hope is seeing the ugliness, the wretchedness, the darkness of the reality in which we live. But hope is the active conviction that despair will never have the last word. Mm. And so what I saw in this country, I, I hate to tell you this, but since Donald Trump was an elected president, this has been the most hopeful I've ever been for our democracy. Why? Because I've seen a whole bunch of folk who were sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. I agree. Didn't think it was worthy of voting or engage. I've seen folks now get up and get involved. I remember after the president's inaugural speech, I was so, I had a throbbing headache that night. 
I thought he was going to get up there and say maybe something like magnanimous at least. He had a whole bunch of malice, very little charity. I went home that night in my basement apartment in, in D.C., just like curled up, headache, thinking to myself, healthcare is in danger. I was going through my mind, all the things that were in danger. You, you live in a basement apartment? Yeah. When he goes we need to you DC. To do better, Gar. No, it's a nice apartment. I got great. I have great <laughs> landlords. I have people Why? that look out for me. It's good. It's a nice apartment, man. Bro, you really a bachelor? You got a basement <laughs> apartment? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What is wrong? Why man, you I'm trying to save apartment? that money. I'm trying to save that money, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an election. Okay, so you started. You was curling up in a fetal position. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and then the next morning, I wake up and I see hundreds of thousands of Miss Joneses that we're not going to let. Donald Trump have the last word. More people turned out for the Women's March than turned out for his uh, inaugural address. And, right. and they were saying this is not a time to curl up, to shut up, to give up. It's a time to stand up, to speak up, to rise up. One of my favorite moments as an American, this is one of my favorite moments as an American, my life favorite moments, one of my top moments, was when they were doing the Muslim ban. And I ran out to Dulles Airport and to go try to negotiate to get the people who were being detained access to lawyers. So I'm just running up there to do my duty. I come into the foyer of the airport, and there are hundreds and hundreds of people chanting American slogans. And every time a Muslim uh, family would come out that had been being detained, they would break into these cheers. I saw you with the megaphone. Yeah, yeah, this is like this is like saying this is what like the, the ideals of all of our great faiths are: the welcoming the stranger. All right, we got more with New Jersey Senator Cory Booker. He's running for president, 2020. We'll talk to him more when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have New Jersey Senator Cory Booker in the building. He's running for president in 2020. Cory Booker, Yee. Are you concerned about the whole voting process? Because that is something that is... I think. Uh, yeah, like, how can you? How, how, how can anybody win if the fight anything. is fixed? Listen, the co corrupting ele elements in our society right now uh, that we should all be be talking about is money and politics. The second corrupting influence right now, uh, to me, uh, is the gerrymandering going on. You have these states where there's far more Democratic voters mm -hmm. because Republicans control those state legislatures. They draw the lines uh, to pack districts, pack all the Democrats in one district, so they can try to preserve their power. The third thing that's going on that's to be an evil in our country is trying to suppress uh, a vote mm -hmm. of, of low-income Americans, people of color, and other groups. We've even seen in North Carolina a federal judge that said to that legislature, what you have done is try to disenfranchise blacks with, quote, surgical-like precision. Mm. So we see since the Supreme Court decision that gutted the, 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 the Voting Rights Act, you now see all these states doing all kind of games to try to restrict access to the polls. And so we should be aware of this because it's a throwback. And so what do you do about it? Do you surrender to cynicism? Oh, they're not, my vote's not gonna count. No, that means we need to come out with more force and a more defiant, ferocious love and say, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to secure this democracy. Because I really do believe democracies benefit when more people are engaged, more people are involved. In fact, if, just let's stick with African-Americans. If African-Americans voted not at 50, 60% in the presidential election, but 80, 90%, they would change the, the face of this country. So we have the power. Folks don't realize, and this goes on. Yeah, give them something to vote for. A lot Look, of them feel like, you know, the Democrats have not fulfilled a lot of promises. So two things. One is, I think of elections we lost. We've lost so many issues in the Senate right now by one vote. So a lot of the issues we care about would have gotten accomplished if we want Hillary Clinton right now. And again, I'm not focusing only on African-Americans. This was electorates all over demographically. But if Philly, Detroit, Milwaukee, 
had come out in large ways, she would be president of the United States right now. And we wouldn't see this environmental injustice we see going on, educational injustice we see going on, all of these things. So we do have the power. The problem is, is the most common way people give up their power is not realizing they have it in the first place. Yeah. Voter suppression wouldn't even be happening if they didn't want to take away your power. Exactly. They, they know the threat um, and they're, they're going at them right now. Uh, because the reality is, is, is America is changing for the good. People want uh, universal access to health care. People want marijuana laws to change. People believe in climate change. And the party that's in power, that's denying climate change, uh, that's denying access to health care, that's, that's giving corporations large, that, 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 that party is losing its base. Mm-hmm. And so, but yet, if, the, if, those, if we don't vote, we are endorsing the very things that are happening to us. And people right now should be angry. Anger is a productive emotion. They should be dissatisfied that we live in a country where it's easier in thousands of places for people to find unleaded gasoline than unleaded water. People should be dissatisfied that one out of every three incarcerated women on the planet Earth is in the United States of America, and the overwhelming majority are survivors of sexual trauma. Mm. People talk to the school prison pipeline. We throw women who have been sexually assaulted in prison at rates that should be unconscionable. We should be dissatisfied in this country that there are people working full-time jobs and catching extra shifts and don't have enough money to provide food for their families. We should be dissatisfied that in America there are 7 million senior citizens who worked hard all their lives, relying on Social Security checks that are so meager they're still at or below the effective poverty line. And if your dissatisfaction has you doing nothing but sitting in what I call a state of sedentary agitation, when you're so upset about what you're seeing out there but you don't get off your ass and stand up, for this country where people, you, none of us in this studio, none of us would be here if folk weren't willing to die for us. Mm-hmm. How much should a presidential candidate's personal life factor into people's decisions? Because people feel like you being single could affect your, your chances. You being a bachelor in a basement apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got a house in Newark now. You got okay. Okay. You got I got a house in oh, Newark. Okay. I and I'm going to say, if it didn't affect Donald Trump and the terrible things that he's done in his personal life, say, and look, he still somehow I'm managed to, to say, be president. I mean, if, I think that if Donald Trump could elected president at, at, at this point with the personal life that he has, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, then anybody can. You would only be like, you'd be like the third president, I think? Third I, I think there were... First of all, there's two more years until I might switch. So he might get give, married. Give me some time. Well, I'm speaking into existence. <laughs> I, I, I'm speaking into existence. Yeah, yeah. So my girlfriends might listen to this. So You don't want to. Oh, okay. How about to say you don't want to marry somebody now? Because when, when well, you start getting hot, you might become president. She might just want you for that. No, I be got first lady. I, I, before I declare president, I, I'm, I'm dating somebody that's really special. So. Oh, yeah. So Cory Booker got a boo. I, I got a boo. You must not read the blog, Charlemagne. <laughs> I don't. Tell me, who's the boo? He's on the blogs. Oh, okay. Yeah, but 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 that that. Would she make a nice first lady? Whoever yes. she is. Um, yes, she would. Thank you for saying yes, that. Yes, she would. Thank you for saying. Oh, so whoever this special someone is is someone you may potentially marry one day. Uh, you know, look, please. What what are we gotten myself into right now, man? <laughs> I want to make sure she's this, all right. This is the most, all the issues we talk about. This I, is the honestly, most uncomfortable part of this interview. Listen, I would rather you not be married like <laughs> Donald Trump is to Melania Trump. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That looks like a miserable uh, union to me. So. Well, I, I think it's more important. I don't want to comment on. on I know on you first, don't, but I will. First lady of the United States of America. They don't. The re- they don't look happy together. The re- reality is, I am ready to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm ready to put my heart, my spirit, my energy, my ideas, my love before the American people, and let myself be judged. And by the way, if this is not what you want, uh, my my ideals about creating that more beloved community, revival of civic race, to focus on injustice, to focus on the unfinished business of America. Hey, I'm happy uh, 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 to have put my best out there. But I believe. I believe this is what America needs right now. It's some, uh, it's people that are going to pull 
people together for purpose because we have that common pain. We're lacking that common purpose. And the last thing I'll say is if you believe in me, please go to CoreyBooker.com because I have, need your help. Join our join our efforts. Do you have a bed set? Do I have a what? A bed set in your basement apartment. Are you just <laughs> have a, or do you have a mattress Man, on the I floor? I am not sleeping on a corner. I've <laughs> got if a you nice, do, we're going to get you a bed set. We have, that's the least we can do. I, listen, we have a mattress deal. We can yeah, we can't get you a I don't know if you can accept I that. I have even better than a nice <laughs> I have better than a nice mattress, nice place in my apartment, but I have the best landlords. They, Did you put that on Instagram? I show us the bedroom apartment on Instagram Do you really time. want me to go do yes, Instagram please. live in my apartment? I would love to see it. I just want to I feel like you have black lights and one of those fuzzy posters the Black Panther. <laughs> hey. No, and in closing, I do want to say, though, I do think that personal life only matters if you've done some horrible things, then we take that into yes. account. Yes. Like if somebody is an abuser, if somebody has said terrible things about women, terrible things about men or whatever it is, I think that's when your personal life should matter. But if you're a moral person, I think that should be off I agree. Thank you very much. Can I, can we, can I take you to Iowa? We got to do a little radio show there. Whoa, whoa, you got a girlfriend. <laughs> I do, I'm not. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I was not, hey, I know <laughs> why you got to go there, man? I was just saying that, that people should know th those words you say were gospel. Thank you very much. All right, okay. so give them the website again so they can go donate. CoreyBooker.com. C-O-R-Y-B-O-O-K-E-R.com. Uh, uh, you can actually text RISE, R-I-S-E, to 40203. And, and, and sign up for text message alerts and more. And follow me on social media because we will be, po now I'll probably be posting my, my DC basement pad. apartment. You want to yeah. see that little basement apartment. Yeah. But, uh, but Is I'm, there a waterbed? You guys, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's 1970. Do they still make waterbeds? I think so. <laughs> you guys. They're like a fuzzy <laughs> toilet seat cover. Oh, my God. Don't be a oh stranger, man. You got two years. You can use this platform whenever you I want would, to. I would, love, I would love to come back. My man, Senator Cory Booker, thank you for coming, sir. Oh, thank you for having and me. And Trump State of the Union tonight, are you going to be watching? I, I'm going to be there tonight. because I respect the presidency. How far is your basement apartment from the White House? Catch an Uber pool there? Thank you, sir. Well, hopefully with the help of the people, I will move from a basement apartment to the White House. To the White House. To the White House. Two years. Senator Cory Booker, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, guys, very much. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Well, the game and Joe Button have reignited their beef. Now, Game has a song that's about to be released. It's not out yet, and he's talking about other people's wives or girl. I haven't heard the song, so we do know that he is talking about Joe Button's fiance, Sin Santana, and he posted, "Joe Button, you can't sue nobody for discovering the vagina before you." I turned you into an on-air personality. Enjoy retirement. Uh, now, here is First how... All, what's wrong with being an on-air personality? Okay, on-air personalities make millions of dollars out here in these streets. Well, not all of them, but... You know. Yeah, not all of them. Yeah. All right, now, <laughs> here's how Joe Button responded. If this were true, why am I hearing about it now? Because if you beat at some point and we never heard about it, I'm to assume you didn't think it was such a stat. And if you believe it to be a stat now, I'm assuming it to be because she is with me. Which makes you one of the weird that gets praise from behind guys. What type of loser and face ass is you? I don't give two what anybody did before I was involved with them. This is marketing 101. Which right. is why I'm shocked Joe took the bait. Like he you, definitely took the bait. You know, Game is just trying to market a single, but I guess it works both ways. Joe got content for his podcast. Game gets the it works. He wants. Works both we ways. We need Dream Doll to jump in and uh, do a disc record. Mm. All right, now um, in the second clip you're going to hear right now, Joe Button is talking about Game's own dirt. 
some type of sexual harassment claims filed against him in a lawsuit to which he lost. That's one. Game has pictures laying up in the park with his finger up underage girls. That happened. This is what Game put, put online. That person should stay far away from topics like this, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So now WAC 100 is saying, hey, if anybody denies these allegations, we're going to leak the tape. Fam, I dare you. Interesting take, but I don't understand mm. what one has to do with the other unless he's saying Game smashed Sin when Sin was underage. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't even know if it even happened for real. But... I, was, I was thinking about this too. Right? What's that? This is 40-year-old me talking. I think what Game, if Game has a record where he's talking about sleeping with other rappers' wives, I think that's corny. But when I was 18, I thought Pac saying he smashed Biggie's wife, Faith Evans, was incredible. And we call hit him up one of the greatest disc records of all time. So if it's corny that Game's doing it, then in hindsight, it has to be corny that Pac did it too, right? Well, I think they also had a real beef when they were doing disc records and stuff back mean? and forth. I don't know that Game has beef with these people right now. Like, is he beefing with Kanye just, about Kim or just putting things out there? But I'm just saying, saying there? you slept with somebody's wife, another rapper's wife, when Pac did it, we said it was gangster. But I think we on disc records... But that was a disc record. Yeah, they disc hated records, each other. I thought like, it was no holds barred. They were no going back bar. and forth. Like, it was oh. a little different. See, but also, you know, when he when Big did Dreams of effing... And remember, Jay-Z did it with was, Nas when he talked about... He the, also apologized. Yeah, he apologized after, but he wrong. did do it. But, you know... I'm just saying... When what? you're doing a disc record, it's different. I know y'all from New York, mm-hmm. I'm just saying in hindsight, was it corny, was it corny that Pac said that about Biggie's wife? No, it, it would be I gr- think on a disc record, everything is game. I think it would also mm. be no great if Joe Button was rapping. Like, because then it would be a rap battle. Y'all not answering the question. What's the question? I think if it's a What's disc record, question? you can was say it anything. Corny when Pac talked about smashing Faith Evans. Yes. Okay. That was corny. But as a woman, I, I always, as a woman, I always think that's corny. That was corny. Right. Okay, that's all I want. So in hindsight, it is it was what corny. it is. But back then, I thought it was fire. Yeah, I, thought it was I, go front. I, I was the first place person to play it on a mixtape. But this one just kind of, you know what I think with this? It just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. You know? Joe, Joe need to do some push-ups, too. Because it sounds like him and Game going to see each other. All right, now let's talk got, about... Who you got on that, back, on that fight? In a fight? Yeah. Game. But Joe got like that... Uh... Don't say it, Streff. Okay. We know what you mean. He got <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen. Now, Giselle Bündchen has a new memoir, Lessons, My Path to a Meaningful Life. And she talks about being a supermodel, the uh, boob job that she says she regrets having. She talks about having panic attacks during her career. She also talks about her wedding with Tom Brady and how she found out about his ex's pregnancy. They had started dating. They got set up on a blind date. And they both agreed to delay starting a family of their own because they both had really great careers at the time. But two months into their relationship, he told her that his ex-girlfriend of two years was pregnant with his baby. You can imagine how horrifying that must be. So she talked about all of that in the book about her world being turned upside down at the moment, but how they got over that. So that's her book. Her memoir is out. Mm. All right, DMX has announced he's doing a 20th anniversary tour for It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Drop on the clues bonds for DMX, damn it. Mm-hmm. And tickets are going on sale on Friday. So for anybody that wants to go see X. That man is anointed. I think DMX is going to visit us soon. I hope I so. I believe so. Hope so. And France Montana has announced his Vegas residency. He announced that uh, he is going to be doing a two-year extended stay at Dre's. So shout out to him. He's starting later this month. We told you about Cardi B mm-hmm. announcing her Vegas residency as well. And Andy King, you know him from the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix, Fire. Uh, if you don't remember who he is, here's a refresher. He's an event producer, and he told this famous story. I'm going to soak you so good tonight. What? What? Uh, that's not it. That was Charlemagne. Okay. <laughs> Who are you talking about? You know what? You kinky over there, man. I got crazy. <laughs> I got real crazy. This guy's kinky. Do we have the clip? 
Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. You're our wonderful gay leader, and we need you to go down. Will you suck to fix this water problem? And I literally drove home, took a shower. I, I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. Dropping a clue, Mom's man, Andy. That and is, for Charlemagne at the beginning of that. Andy is a great American hero. <laughs> well, he's getting all kinds of deals now. He As he should! He got offers from three different water companies. That's okay. Sure. Yes, story. <laughs> okay. All right. Also, uh, he's gotten three TV show offers Ooh, from notable networks. Dropping a clues bomb for the blowjob king. I guarantee you one of those networks is logo. <laughs> you cannot say that word. What word? The words you can't say. Words, okay. What did I say? Now he also says that he's Goodness gotten gracious. an offer about a show about hosting crazy events and what it takes to make them happen. Drop one of clues for the BJ King <laughs> right, Andy. Okay? That's right. If Superhead can be a New York Times bestseller of her fellatio abilities, Andy should be able to get all of those goddamn deals too. You know what he needs? An endorsement deal with BJ's. He is the BJ King. <laughs> Okay. You ever because. go to BJ's? I don't even know what that is. Charlamagne goes oh, all yes, you do. the time. What is BJ's? You ain't never been to BJ's? You never been to BJ's? It's like mm-hmm. a um place where you could buy you stuff in bulk. You went down BJ's before. No. All right. They got well. your book at BJ. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> in bulk? <laughs> going on anyway. Inside. Very small. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. <laughs> all right. Andy! All right. Andy needs to come on The Breakfast Club. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Speak for come, yourself. You want to come on with a breakfast club? All right. See? No, I know you kinky, no. man. You like that, man. Right. Yeeks. Everybody calm down. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. You just drink your water and relax. Yes, right. I am. I'm parched. Charlemagne. And get yes. some mouthwash. Yes. Yeah, I'll let you take a sip. Take a sip. Oh, Go ahead. Shut up. Take a sip. Mm-hmm. Swallow. Who are you giving oh. that donkey to? <laughs> Who are you giving that donkey to? Oh, let him swallow first. We need Go Liam ahead. Nielsen to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. Or Liam Neeson, whatever Neeson. his name is. <laughs> All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now it's uh, Black History Month. Yes, today is Black History Month, and you know during Black History Month we do uh, New Black History Month Legends, our New Black History Month moments. And today we want to showcase a Black History Month moment between Claire Huxtable and Vanessa Huxtable. This is when Claire scolded Vanessa for attempting to have big fun. This is a Black History Month moment. You bring yourself in this house right now, and if you think that that 30-minute ride home was something, believe me, we've all just begun. You're lying on the floor of some burning building, dying of asphyxia, and you're down in Baltimore having big fun. Weren't you, Vanessa? Isn't that where you were? Didn't you go down there to Baltimore and have big fun, Vanessa? Tell me, didn't you go for big fun? Mom? Shut up! Don't you dare open your mouth when I'm asking you a question. I only hope that you can have the same experience, Vanessa. I hope that one day you come to realize exactly how it feels to think that your child's life is in danger. You have taken us from levels of frenzy, panic, distress, and now that we know you're okay, rage. where we are right now, Vanessa. We are in range because we know that you have been to Baltimore, Maryland with the wretched to have big fun. That was a Black History Month moment brought to you by The Breakfast Club. I love that episode of The Cosby Show. Amazing.
I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. Y'all got to put Cosby Show back on the air for the culture, bro. So you still watching the Cosby Show? Just don't call it the Cosby Show. Just right. call it the Huxtables or something. Yeah. You it should have always been called the Huxtables. Yeah, by man. By the way. <laughs> Just change the name to the Huxtables, man. We need that back for the culture, bro. All right. When we come back, positive note, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, donkey today for Tuesday, February 5th, goes to Liam Neeson. Now, yesterday in an interview that Liam Neeson did with The Independent, he confessed that he once roamed the streets looking for a random black man to murder. Mm-mm. I repeat, in an interview Liam Neeson did with The Independent, he confessed that he once roamed the streets looking for a random black man to murder. No mm. need to hear me repeat it again. You can listen to Liam Neeson say it yourself. Let's go to The Independent for the report, please. She told me she had been raped, but she handled the situation of the rape. I asked her. Did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh, hoping I'd be approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. He said black bastard with a that hard B, crazy. a hard L, a hard A, a hard C, a hard K, and a hard bastard. Now, context matters. Uh, Liam didn't say he just wanted to kill a black man for the sport of killing a black man. He wasn't doing any big game black bastard hunting. Uh, Liam Neeson had a friend who was raped by a black man. Therefore, that made him want to go kill a black man. Here's the thing, Liam Neeson, and the reason you are getting donkey today, uh, your friend got raped by a black man. Therefore, the only black bastard you should want to kill is the black bastard who raped your friend. Okay, I know that a lot of white people think all black people look alike, and some of you think we are all one big monolithic group, but we are not. And killing a random innocent Mm. black man because your friend got raped by a black man is not going to solve anything. So let's not use your friend's rape as an excuse for you wanting to kill random black men because I feel like you would have that desire regardless of if your friend got killed or not. Now, I'm going to play white devil's advocate for a second. I respect his honesty because I don't think we can heal things we don't reveal. I also think that when you're honest about how you truly feel about something that you have done, you have to be prepared for the backlash. I think that the same way I, as a man, have to unlearn a lot of a lot of the BS I have learned in my life. Liam is dealing with the fact that he clearly was a racist and that his racism led him to want to commit a random act of violence against a black man under the guise of seeking revenge for a friend who was raped, which makes zero sense because once again, the only person you should have wanted to kill is the person who actually raped your friend. Uh, please let Kathy Griffin handle my white work. I mean, light work. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Now, did he mention in this interview about how he got past that and why he doesn't feel like that and how wrong it was? I didn't hear all that. I mean, I, I didn't listen to the whole interview either. Though. I want to make sure he doesn't feel like this still. I, I also I heard him I heard him say in a 24 interview with the Guardian that uh, we all racially profile. It's a horrible thing to admit to, but we all do it. I know, I do. End quote. End quote. And I think he did. He did talk about uh, how he learned from yeah, it. He let's hear. It, let's hear this clip. But I did learn a lesson from it. But I eventually thought, what the f- are you doing? You know. And I come from a society. I grew up in Northern Ireland and the Troubles, and I, you know, I knew a couple of guys that died on hunger strike and I and I understand that need for revenge but it just leads to more revenge and more killing and more killing and you know all all the stuff that's happening in the world at the minute the violence is proof of that you know 
He said it was how he grew up in Northern Ireland during a period of intense political unrest. He was fueled by the misguided belief that indiscriminate violence was a reasonable response. Imagine if he would have came across a black person at that time. Yeah, but he said he was hoping yeah. that a black person, you know, started we'll something. Start some with issue him. with him, yes. I, I wonder if it was a white person, if he would have been looking for a white person to kill. It's mm, a good question, Angela. Mm-hmm. You. All right, Charlemagne, thank you for that donkey today. Yeah, thank you. Hmm? <laughs> I'm going to human resources, man. <laughs> I can't work anymore. The guy keeps flirting with me. All right, when we come back, positive note, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just missed it, uh, Charlemagne gave donkey of the day to Liam Neeson. Now, why'd you give him donkey today? Uh, Liam Neeson, because of these comments that he made to The Independent. Let's hear him. She told me she had been raped, but she handled the situation of the rape. I asked, did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh, hoping I'd be approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. He said he wanted to kill a random black man because his friend was raped by a black man. Makes no sense to me because I think that if your friend was raped by a specific man, then you should go kill that man. Not a whole race of people. Yeah, not just any random person from that race. All black men but together. Let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Was he wrong for feeling that way? He didn't actually do it, but he actually felt that way. He was probably that mad that he felt that way. Yes, I think he was dead wrong for wanting to kill a random black person. Yes, I, I, <laughs> yes. I agree, but if my daughter was raped by somebody out of a, a, another, I, you know, I don't even put that out there. You'd want to kill that person. Yeah, don't even yeah, I, I would want to kill that person, but I would be that. But I don't know how mad I would be if somebody raped my daughter it's or raped m- my best friend. I don't know what I would want to think at that time. Not to say that I would do it, but I'm sure all types of thoughts would go through somebody's mind. It's the equivalent of lump, of Trump lumping all Mexicans in That's one true. pile and saying, "Hey, all Mexicans are rapists and drug dealers because of what a select few have done." You know what I'm saying? Like it's the same thing. You shouldn't profile that way. But you know what? Also, you know, you, you got to look at some of our relatives, too. Like, my grandmother disliked white people because of all the things that white people have done to her and, and her family members in the past. Well, she I ain't will, tried to kill them, though. I will well, say, I through, know grandma was kind of crazy. Throughout history, we have a large sample size of whiteness in this country <laughs> that uh, shows us that white people uh, have been very prejudiced towards other minorities uh, throughout time. So I can understand why your grandmother probably feel that way. How old is your grandma? My grandma's dead now. Uh, how old was she? she? At that time, probably about 86. And she lived in Virginia? Well, yeah, and then she moved to uh, Brooklyn. Oh, well, growing up in the South, yes. I'm pretty sure she experienced racism at a high level. So she probably had a lot of legitimate reasons to dislike uh, whiteness. Yeah, I think whole. if you've been profiled and uh, discriminated against by a group of people yes. for your whole life, then you might have a, obviously certain feeling towards that group of people, but if something happened to somebody by one person, one individual, one incident, and then you want to kill a random person, that's insane. Yeah, and I don't think that we. I don't hate white people. I hate white supremacy. Right. You know what I'm saying? I hate. I hate prejudice. I hate. I hate whiteness. Uh, <laughs> is white guy Dan in here? Is cool. But yeah, but he's not. I hate him. White. A white supremacist. Re- Rebecca. Good morning. Not you, Steve. Rebecca. Do you think he was wrong for feeling that way? <laughs> I don't think he was wrong. I think it was said differently. I think he, it could have been said differently. We mm-hmm. all have biases. It's the society we grew up in. Look how the media portrays us. When a black man does something wrong, whether it's very minuscule, his mugshot is displayed all over the place. But when a white person does something wrong, his prep school picture is displayed. So it's how society views us, and that's why he feels the way he feels. Right. 
just like when a white person does something for the black community. We feel some type of hatred, whether it's for that person or the people individuals. We feel that. Okay. That is a good point you bring up because uh, they have always put the rapist tag on black men. Like, that's been going on since the beginning of time. So Liam probably does feel like all black men are rapists. Or maybe he did at that time. I don't I don't think he still feels that way. Sarky! What's up, buddy? Hey, do you think he was wrong for feeling that way, Sarky? Um, I think he was, but I don't think that was the purpose of him, uh, you know, revealing that in the interview. Uh, there was a reason why he said that in a public interview that's going to be listened by a lot of people. Um, and it's because it's a way for him to tell his experience, how he learned from it and how over time he got over it. Um, and I think that's what he, the lesson he's trying to tell everybody else. I got to hear the whole interview. Like I said, I just heard the clip yeah, that he just clip. played. It just sounded very disturbing to me. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm no, not. I'm, absolutely. I'm, but like Charlemagne, Charlemagne, you say you didn't even listen to the rest of the interview before you even put him on a donkey of the day. So, you know, that's kind of tough. Context matters, but you know, I still yeah. think that I still think that the context of wanting to kill a random black man because a black person raped your friend, I think that's a stupid way of thinking. It is. I, I agree with you. Elvis. Yo, what's up? What's up, bro? What's up, man? Am I on the air? You're on the air. Was he wrong for feeling that way, Elvis? Yeah, man. Of course he was. Like, how are you gonna go and just target a random person just based on race? Just because something happens to you doesn't mean, you know, you can just go and just attack a random person. Right. That is very true. At all, what, period. What, what does that mean? Have you guys ever felt I, like I, attacking I, a random person? I, I I will never go and attack mm. a random person. You know, I'm a sane person. No. I don't go and do that. No, I've never... I got a question for Charlemagne, though. I got a real good question for Charlemagne. Uh -huh. okay. Yes. So what, 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 what is this psychological programming you're talking about? What do you mean? Like you said I got years of psychological programming. From all the BS I dealt with, just just what did you mean by that? Oh, I mean that like you know, just growing up in America. Growing up in America, they tell us certain people are like this, or certain people are like that, or these people do this and these people do that. And it's just like when you grow up and you've never been around any of these people, it's not till you meet these people that you realize all of these stereotypes that we've been taught are BS. Until you actually sit down and have conversations with these people, and you're like, oh, you know. People don't do this, and people don't do that. Like, the only people I've met in my travels that are exactly the way society told me to are light-skinned people. Beige Shut people are sensitive, <laughs> especially men. Beige men are sensitive, emotional, ridiculous. Like, they, that's, they're, they're the only ones that fit all the stereotypes that I've been taught. You know you're one of them now. That was a joke? What happened? <laughs> you funny. You funny. <laughs> Uh-oh, somebody's mad. Uh -oh. Be careful. Age rage. <laughs> and I played under your records. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm cutting your mic off. 800-585-1051. We're talking Liam Neeson. Was he wrong for the way that he was feeling? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Charlemagne gave Liam Neeson donkey of the day for what? Liam Neeson? Is that a car? He's <laughs> talking about a Nissan. <laughs> Nissan. It might be a car. Liam Nissan Sentra. I give him donkey of the day for these comments right here that he gave to the Independent. Let's hear him. She told me she had been raped, but she handled the situation of the rape. I asked, did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh, hoping I'd be approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him.
And listen, I didn't hear the whole interview, but I mean... That, How you give somebody drugs <laughs> and they didn't even hear the whole Cause interview? Because that's enough context for me. You do not go around wanting to kill but random... Maybe at the end of it, he says, you know, that's a wrong way to feel that way. And the only reason I said that is maybe to save somebody else that may be feeling that that's way. That's right. Maybe at the end, he said, psych. You can't get donkey today for your old thoughts. <laughs> what, about said, yeah, what about if he said, psych? <laughs> no, you can't say psych after that. And now you're now you, now you just bringing a bunch of unnecessary drama on yourself for no damn reason. For a psych? <laughs> Hey, kids, I don't know if you know what psych means, but psych, uh, psych means. I don't know what the hell psych means. What, is, what does psych mean? Like, not really. It's not really. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But, no, nah, I just think it's stupid to want to go around killing random black people just because a specific black person, you know, raped your friend. Like, you should go want to kill that man. All right. Not all black people. So was he wrong for feeling that way? 800-585-1051. Keith, good morning. Hey, good morning. Was he wrong for feeling that way, man? Uh, no, nah, I don't think, I don't, I don't really feel no type of way about that. I mean, honestly, I feel like if the roles were reversed in a lot of aspects, including this one, I think, uh, people would be treating this, uh, situation a little bit differently. You said, if, if what now? If the roles were reversed, what do you mean? Like, I feel like if it was a black person saying, oh, I'm just looking for a crack ass, cracker to kill because, you know, somebody white, rape, you know, saying rape my friend or whatever, I think people would. No, uh, I, I would still think that that black person is tripping. You would, you would, but I don't think, I, I think in a lot of aspects, including this one, I think that the roles were reversed, people will be uh, reacted differently. I'm just saying, that's a very, like, go get the person who actually did that to your friend. Don't, don't, don't cast a wide net. Sabrina. Good morning. Um, I was listening to your donkey of the day, and I did read about Liam Neeson yesterday, and I was truly disappointed because I've always been a fan of his. But no, he's not wrong with saying how he feels, but he should be prepared for the be prepared for the backlash that may come along with it. True. That's a, that's a very good point. That's how I feel. Like, I don't think he's wrong for expressing his feelings, but there is going to be a lot yeah, of backlash. Yeah, he put that out there. He had to know that would make people feel away. Yes. Exactly, because as um, and it just so happened yesterday, Ticket came on, and that's one of my favorite movies. And I'm not going to watch anything with him in it because of this, because now I see him in a different light. But at the end of the day, like I said, no, no one is wrong for saying how they feel, but you have to see. My thing is this: I love all people, and I was raised to love all people. We in our home, we never had an issue as far as don't like this person or don't like that person, and I never raised my children that way. So I don't understand how others are raised in a home to where they can have feel away towards a certain person because of their race. I've had things done to me by all types of races, but I never felt a negative way of all that particular all race because of what happened to me or what happened to a loved one. My anger was directed towards the person who did the who did whatever they did. That was wrong. That's yeah, very and, immature. And, and, and racism is such a tricky disease because we never know if you're truly cured of it. You know what I'm saying? It's so deeply rooted in people. So if you hated a particular race that much at some point in your life, do you re really ever grow out of that? Like, how do we know you're over this? Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's why they get mad at politicians when they see these politicians that used to be doing racist things. Like, like you see the governor in Virginia who had the blackface on, allegedly. It's like... You can't be in that position of power because we really, truly don't know how you feel about uh, African Americans. All right. You know? What's the moral of the story? I don't really have a moral of the story. Okay. I just know that you shouldn't cast wide nets, okay? And profiling is wrong. If you have a specific beef with a person, take it out on that person and not a whole race of people. Well, we got rumors on the way, Yee. Yes, let's talk about Cardi B on Good Morning America. She's talking about a lot of different things, like the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, her relationship, motherhood, and all of that. You're going to enjoy it. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Cardi B was on Good Morning America, and she talked about the halftime show, why she didn't perform, even though she was asked. Here's what she said. They hired my friend back. And understand why was this, like, so important and was such an uproar. It means that much to you. It do means a lot to me because it's like, if we don't support who's standing up for us, then it's like, who's going to support us? So, once again, the boycott is over once... Colin gets back in the league. I'm so confused by this because I thought Colin That's was... That's your friend. Why don't you call him and ask him? We have these conversations. And what was his answer? Yeah, you should know. You can well, ask him directly. This, we haven't had this conversation. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if Colin took a knee because of the, the injustice that black and brown people were facing at the hands of the police, the NFL, by blackballing Colin, shows that they don't give a damn about the injustice that happens to black and brown people. Mm -hmm. So that should be... The issue, the fact that the NFL is showing that it's a racist organization, right? Not that Colin doesn't have a job, and Colin shouldn't want to play for that racist organization. But he does want to play. I don't know. He be is, with you. Didn't he want to get on a team? No? I really don't know. Okay. All right. Well, um, you should ask him. Uh, also, Cardi B talks about working 24 hours a day, even though she's having to host events, she's working on her music, she's got performances, and she's got a baby. Check it out. I know, like, some moms, they have a 9 to 5. After work, they go home. Most of the times, like, I don't go home. I'm overseas. Yes, it is hard. I just think to myself, like, it's like her future is going to be so secure. Like, oh, my gosh, she's going to have a Lambo when she's, like, 18. <laughs> right now, i got to be in my grind. Save the, save the money, though. Save the Lambo money and just have that tucked away for little culture. All right. Also, she discusses her recent split with her husband, but maybe they are going to be back together. That's what it's looking like. I think we're gonna be all right. You know, you gotta take it slow. A lot of people always telling me like, oh, you could date, you could find another man, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> I can, I could find anybody I want. You don't know nowadays who want you for you. Sometimes I feel like people want me for Cardi B. Soon as I said, I did a video that I'm, I'm not with this guy anymore. I got all these <laughs> male celebs in my DMs. Like, yeah, let's go to dinner, I'm in LA. <laughs> She's, she's right. I wonder if Offset's like, so who was it? I'm sure he knows. She's right. That was hitting you up. Absolutely. I'm they sure only want her because she's Cardi at this point. So, yeah, she's right. All right. Well, now let's talk about Nick Cannon. Now, you know, he's been actually filling in for Wendy Williams on mm -hmm. her show while she's been hospitalized and all kinds of things. And she's getting treatment. And here's what he had to say as far as his own conversation with Wendy Williams. I spoke to Wendy. And honestly, she sounded amazing, y'all. She... We jumped on the phone, and first thing she said, Nick Cannon, how you doing? And you know what was also really awesome? We had, I had a conversation with her and her whole family, and she said she wanted to speak as a family unit. Her, I talked to Kevin, little Kevin, they said they all good. The love and the passion is still there, because that's what you need in times like this. So they working their stuff out, it seems like it. Yeah, it seems, I don't know. Look, this is what Nick Cannon said that he heard from Wendy firsthand. So. And the family, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Michael B. Jordan has signed a first look deal with Amazon. You know, he's already signed a deal with Warner Brothers, so now he has yet another partnership. So it looks like he's going to be doing big things, even if he's uh, in front of the camera or behind the camera. So that's good news for him, his outlier society productions company. Uh, so Soldier Boy, there were some rumors going around that he had... A, kidnapped a woman. The woman actually filed a police report against him, and he said that this is all because the woman who is uh, named Kayla is flat out lying. 
Now, she said that Soldier Boy beat her and then took her in his garage and tied her to a chair for six hours. Now, according to sources, the real story is that Soldier Boy had been dating her, ended the relationship, and she was angry. She came to his house, and she was drunk and crashed her car in his driveway. People were inside the house partying, heard the crash, came outside and told her she was not welcome and that she should leave. So... Uh, that is his side of the story. He's saying that is 100% fabricated, but the police did take a kidnapping report from Kayla and are still investigating. I don't like that statement from Soldier. He should have said, kidnapping? <laughs> kidnapping? Come on, now stay on brand, Soldier. Stay in the moment. All right, so we'll keep you updated on that. But I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. And again, happy Chinese New Year. Today is Chinese New Year. It's the year of the pig, FYI. Okay. So What's any- that mean? Um, it depends on what your sign is, what your your animal is, what that means for you. Because it what means something different. I, I gotta look that up. We'll look it up for you and let you know. And then you can look up and see what type of year you're going to have this year for the year of the pig, according to yours. What if I don't eat pork? You don't have to eat the pig. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Missy. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request and let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker, for joining us this morning. Presidential yes. candidate for 2020. That's right. He'll be watching the State of the Union tonight. From his air mattress? No, he's going to be his there. Basement apartment. He'll be there. Oh, yeah, he is going to be there. He doesn't have an air mattress. He has a basement apartment in DC. Yeah. Air mattress. He has Scarf a landlord. on the wall. Really? Yes. I don't know about the scarf. How's he going to win this election? <laughs> what does that have to do with him winning the election? He's going to raise it. Up. All yeah, that money's going toward his election. All right, well, what's his, what's his, where can we donate? <laughs> CoreyBooker.com. All right, CoreyBooker.com. <laughs> Let's go and donate for our good brother, Cory Booker. Please, Lord have mercy. Jeez. I'd be living like an Instagram mattress. model. Can I send him a Lisa mattress? I tried to. All right, Charlamagne. Well, leave, leave us on a positive note. Listen, the positive note is simply this, man. Real love is accepting other people the way they are without trying to change them, okay? If we try to change them, this means that we don't really like them. It is easier to find someone who is already the way you want him or her to be instead of trying to change said person. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?